Today on Lockdown Horn Frogs, we talk about the incredible comeback story of Trey Sanders, transfer running back who came into TCU from Alabama this offseason. We'll discuss uh, George Kalakoff's comments at Pac-12 Media Days. Does the Big 12 have a chance to expand out west? And then fall camp starts next week. We are coming up on football season. Let's get it going right now on Lockdown Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's right, your team every day. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. You can follow me on Twitter at SimcoxSteven. The show is at LockedOnTCU on Twitter. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are over 700 subscribers now, which is awesome. I appreciate you guys and your support. Also, subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast and its audio variety. And today, guys, we are getting closer to fall camp. And so later on in the show, I want to talk about big questions as we approach fall camp next week. Guys getting back into practice. We're 40 days away from the season opener against Colorado. We've almost made it through the long offseason. This is a great time to subscribe to Locked on Horn Frogs. This last week of July, we'll have episodes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then going into August, we'll go back to our five-day-a-week format, Monday through Friday, your team every day. Uh, I want to start today, though, with Trey Sanders, the running back from Alabama that came to TCU in the offseason. And one thing that we've discussed a lot this offseason is who's going to replace that production. But not only Kendra Miller left, but Amari DiMercato as well at uh from last season and just everything they were able to do in the run game Miller was so good um along with Dean Mercado with a change of pace back who's going to replace that you know Monty Bailey was uh, a guy that showed flashes last year has a lot of explosiveness has a lot of speed but one player that they brought in who's kind of a real wild card here is is Trey Sanders the Alabama running back and Chris Hummer did a really good uh, story on his comeback from a car accident that left him with a lot of injuries that he had to fight through and rehab through to even get back on the field at Alabama. And I had heard the story about Trey. Like he was a all world type of player coming out of high school, five-star one of the top running backs in the country played at IMG Academy in Florida, goes to Alabama was expected to be a contributor, like pretty much right away from day one. And we all know how good that Alabama program is with Nick Saban, how many great running backs they've um, churned out has a, a car accident where his brother's driving. Wasn't their fault. Just, freak situation and you know he had to battle back from that and ends up having some production there at at Alabama but kind of discovers after he gets his degree last year um, and and Chris Hummer mentioned that he got his degree in environmental science but after he got that degree from Alabama and had the opportunity to transfer as a grad transfer and have immediate eligibility he said well I'm going to move on somewhere else I didn't realize though I, I hadn't honestly looked in to how bad those injuries were. Like I knew people had talked about it. He had the car accident. It was significant, but um, Chris Hummer puts it like this. So he's in a car accident with his brother um, and he had a broken pelvis. He had multiple fractures in his hip. Um, His hip was broken in four places, a pelvic fracture. And when the bone came off, it ripped open um, Sanders bladder, which is just, you know, horrific injuries. The seriousness of the injuries were so severe that when the paramedics first called Alabama to give an update, they told the sports medicine director, Jeff Allen, we have one of your players and we think he's going to make it. So when he got to the hospital and they started assessing what was going on, football was the furthest thing from, um, you know, everyone's mind. And this happened in November 
of 2020. And, you know, so middle of the fall during the pandemic season um, and didn't know if he's going to play again, didn't know what this was going to look like. You know, obviously Alabama's a place where they have a ton of talent. That's not, and they're really supportive of him, but that's not the type of place where you can just have significant physical limitations and work your way back into the lineup. But he did that. I mean, he was able to play in their season opener next fall after that really intense uh, car accident in November, worked really hard in the rehab process, um, played in the Tide season opener in next September against Miami, scored a touchdown, um, and just continued to get better and better, but sort of saw at the end of the season, maybe there wasn't a place for him, ends up in Fort Worth, and the coaching staff at TCU says, Sonny Dyke said um, that, He's looking better every day. Kaskazadi has said some really nice things about his recovery. Trace Andrews told Chris Hummer, the past two months is when I really started to make cuts that I haven't made since my wreck. And so it's going to be really impossible to know until the game starts. But if if Trace Sanders is close to the type of talent and the type of player he was when he was at Alabama, then, I mean, we're talking about a really outstanding option at the running back position. And you have Monty Bailey there um, who could end up very well being the starter. I mean, Monty was part of that rotation last season, mostly, you know, limited action when the game was out of hand. Um, Cameron Cook is also coming in from Round Rock Stony Point, talented freshman, four-star player. I'm not sure if he'll be able to, you know, compete immediately because um, they got a couple of guys that are more established and he didn't go through spring practice. But I think that's a name to know. And then Trent Battle is sort of a next factor, too, because of what he can do in the passing game. They can use him at running back. They can use him at slot receiver. Corey Wren is a really interesting player, very, very fast. Did some special things at Florida State when he was there before transferring to TCU. So a lot of really explosive, um, really great talents in that running back room. And Trey Sanders leading the charge. But I encourage you to read this article. It's really cool and inspiring and, you know, there have been nothing but rave reviews. Sometimes, guys, transfers are becoming more common now, and I think fans and coaching staffs are sort of figuring out, you know, it's not always the players making this decision. In some cases, it's coaches saying, like, hey, we, we need you to move on for, you know, depth purposes, or we have young talent coming in. Maybe it's better if you move on somewhere else. But – Alabama people have said nothing but great things about Trey Sanders. That's from fans. That's from head coach Nick Saban. Like they are really um, impressed with how he's fought back and how he battled back from that car accident and rehabbed and made his way back. So you're talking about a dude with a lot of mental toughness. I was really impressed in the spring game with his vision and just his patience as a runner. And so if he can get that explosiveness back, and it's probably not ever going to be back to 100% like it was, but I'm not going to be the guy that doubts him because obviously he's made huge strides throughout the years um, since this happened. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a name no, Trace Sanders, because if he is anywhere close <clears throat> to the type of talented five-star player he was coming out of high school, then you have a really good running back. And I think, you know, with the O-line, you're replacing a lot of starts, you're replacing some production. Um, but at the same time, you brought in quality players. And if that group gels and comes together as the season kind of shifts and moves and goes through the year, um, <clears throat> then there's going to be a lot of opportunities for running backs to make plays in the run game. So, yeah, that's on 247 Sports. Chris Hummer wrote it. Um, it's called Roadback, 
uh, feeling like himself again. TCU's Trey Sanders puts traumatic car wreck in the rear view, and I'm excited to see what he does this season for TCU football. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Pac-12 Media Days is on Friday. What did George Kalaikoff say to the media about the all-important question? Uh, is the Pac-12 going to stay together? Can they can they get through what's been a very rocky few months for the league? We'll discuss that next in the Locked Horn Frogs. One of our new sponsors, eBay Motors, you see at the bottom there, ebaymotors.com. They're the place to go if you need parts for your vehicle for a championship team. It's all about making sure you have every player and they're a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part has to fit just right. You can't. You know, you can't cut corners here. You need to get it right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With the eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Here's what you do. You just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know that your part will fit. So you can add your specific vehicle, make and model to the my garage option feature. And then you can just look for that green check when you pull up a part to see if it will be a good fit. Because just like in sports, Confidence is the name of the game, and when you shop on eBay Motors um, with over 120 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. You know, again, you got to get this right. You have to make sure you have the right parts that fit right to make your vehicle run properly. And so go to ebaymotors.com today. uh, Get the right parts, right fit, and right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. And, again, that's ebaymotors.com. Talking some uh, TCU athletics, TCU football here. And so Pac-12 Media Days happened on Friday. And with with all the, you know, distractions around the Pac-12 and the media deal, they did not announce a new media deal um, at Pac-12 Media Days. They didn't announce any real plans. George Kalikoff, the commissioner, gave – another loose timeline um, that many Pac-12 presidents have kind of and athletic directors have touted over the past few months, which is we're, you know, we're close, we're a few weeks away, we're just finishing some things up and it hasn't happened. Nothing clear and concrete has materialized. But um, with all that surrounding the league, one thing that's lost is Pac-12 football might actually be really good this year. Um, it's a, a brand name that's kind of suffered for the past five or six seasons because Oregon has been down. USC bounced back last year, made it to the conference title game. Utah has, has been the most consistent program in that league lately. Won another Pac-12 championship this past season. Kyle Whittingham does a great job with that defense. They play a very physical brand of football there. But, I mean, Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, he's back at USC. It's USC and UCLA's last year in the league. Oregon has Bo Nix, um, who is coming off a really good year, bounced back year after you know spending some time at Auburn, Washington has Michael Penix Jr., uh, and they throw the ball all over the place. Like, there's some talent in the Pac-12 and some teams that might legitimately fight for a playoff spot, and it's been a little while since the Pac-12 could boast that. But all the talk at media days, at least when George Glykoff was on the stage, was about, you know, where are they at? Are they going to be able to stay together? And um, he had some interesting quotes. So one thing he said that really made the rounds was he said, we're not announcing a deal on purpose today because I want the focus to be on football. Okay, sure. That's not why you're not announcing a deal. You're not announcing a deal because you don't have a deal. And that was 
made pretty clear by a follow-up question by a reporter who said, just to be clear, that would imply a deal is done and you're just waiting until after today. And Kalikov said, I think you're reading too much into that. So um, there's, there's no deal that's been done, right? Like they still don't have the parameters. There might be more options for them. And he's kind of alluded to that and we'll get to that in a second, but they have not come to any sort of agreement because if they had, they would have announced it because it's the biggest thing holding any sort of expansion talk or just the stabilization of the league. It, it's held them back for the past year plus is the fact they don't have a TV deal. He also said that waiting this long <clears throat> on a television deal has brought more opportunities and more options to the table. And I mean, that might be true. I, I might there's a way that can be true and also it's still not great for the Pac-12. So I think it's very possible that through this process, some other streaming services or linear cable networks have said, well, if they can't get a deal done with anybody else, I mean, we'll, we'll take a swing at it, right? Like we can dip our toe in the live sports world, but I mean, the important follow-up there, which we don't know because obviously he's not going to really spell this out is you can have more options, but do those options mean that you're getting the type of money you want? Do those options mean that you're getting money that is close to the Big 12? Or And also, like, are these options that take on the majority of your TV rights? Because one problem the Pac-12 is having is they're interested parties, but like Apple, Amazon, some of these other streaming services, even ESPN, are like, well, we want some of it, but we don't really want all of it. We don't want to invest in you know, the majority of the games, but we take, I mean, we take a few West coast games, right? Like we take a few games in the 9 PM central, 10 PM Eastern time window um, just to end the night. But it doesn't mean that they are, you know, taking on the full enchilada to a certain extent. Um, he didn't dive into expansion at all. San Diego state has kind of created their own mess with this mountain West situation San Diego State and SMU are the most likely candidates if the Pac-12 decides to expand. I think they're still waiting to get this deal solidified to see what happens. Um, and, you know, on the on the idea that the conference looks bad and the Big 12 is kind of handing it to them for the past year, Kalikov said, I could have spent all of last year getting into it. He said, he said on every single rumor that's been passed around about our conference, we decided to take the high road. <laughs> we decided to focus on the future of the conference. That's why we haven't engaged. So, okay, the, the spin here is we're, we're trying to keep things above board and not get involved in a, a verbal sparring match. Uh, we don't want to do that, you know, like the Big 12. I, I think there's a couple things that are clear here. One is the optics of this look terrible. Now, it doesn't mean the Pac-12 can't still figure this out. Like, it looks bad right now. If they do get a deal that's close to the Big 12's, you know, revenue sharing, which I, I'm skeptical about that, but it could happen. Um, then I think there's a good chance the league stays together because there's there's still a lot of rumors about Colorado. I don't know what's going to happen there. It seems like Colorado's probably going to leave. But even if Colorado leaves, unless Arizona comes with them or Arizona State or the Four Corners, which doesn't seem super likely. But if Colorado decides this week they're going to leave to the Big 12, that's a nice win for the Big 12. Like that's another PR thing that they can hang their hat on. Colorado comes in with a lot of history. Um you know, lately they haven't been good in, in many sports, but football-wise, they won a national title in the 90s. Like, there's history there, okay? And also it's just another shot to the Pac-12 of, hey, 
we're we're winning this we're winning this battle right now. Um, I don't think that just losing Colorado though totally implodes the Pac-12 conference. So I'm very curious to see where they end up and kind of what the dividing line is. What does Arizona look at? What does Arizona State look at, money wise and exposure wise, and say, you know what, it's not really worth it for us to be here. We're going to move on to the Big Twelve. And at that point, does the Pac-12 kind of fold in on itself, or do they say, okay, well, we'll just scramble and add a few schools, group of five schools, and keep it going? I, I don't know, but that's where we're at. There's there's no deal, and there doesn't. They're saying there's a deal that's coming in the near future. They said that for a long time. We'll see if that's actually the case. When we come back, fall camp starts next week. We'll discuss big questions for this TCU football team. We'll do that next in Locked on Horn Frogs. So fall camp going down, first week of August. I want to know in the YouTube comments, or you can tweet at me, at SimcockSteven, at Locked on TCU on Twitter, what's your biggest uh, concern or question going into fall camp, right? And so – you know, I mean, in my mind, I think it, I, I always go to two places. One is the defensive line. It's not really so much the starters. I feel okay about the starting three. But with O-line and D-line both, it's more about your depth. Sonny Dyke said that they are 10 deep on the defensive line. He said that at media days. And my ears kind of perked up because I was like, I can't think of 10 guys that I trust. But if, if the coaching staff thinks that, that's really all that matters. And they brought in some transfers, Tico Brown, um, from Central Michigan, um, Rick Abreu from East Carolina. Neither of those guys have, like, gaudy numbers, but I think they like the potential of those players. Um, you know, can Paula Lawale, the young sophomore, can he come off the edge and make plays? They got a couple freshmen like Marcus Deal and Avion Carter and um, Zachary Chapman that they really like. Dominic Williams in the middle, will he improve? You know, Caleb Fox and Tymon Mitchell, the transfers from last season, can they continue to be space eaters? There's there's no remedy for getting beat up front. Like, you can scheme up a lot of things, but on defense, like if you're just getting whooped, if you're getting moved off the ball and the line of scrimmage is getting reestablished every play by the offensive line, then there's, there's no real remedy for that. So that has to be good. And then outside wide receiver, you know, it, it, Savion Williams – can he step up? Is Dalen Wright going to be fully ready to go and ready to rock? Cordell Russell, can he contribute as a true freshman? Um, and I think can he contribute even more than Jordan Hudson did last year? Because Jordan Hudson contributed as a true freshman last season, but he wasn't asked to do a ton because they felt good about where they were from you know a receiving core standpoint. So he's got to step up and make things happen. And um, then O-line, again, like I'm not really worried about the starting five, but – can guys like Garrett Hayes swing in and make things happen? If you have an injury to Brandon Coleman or um, Andrew Coker at those tackle positions, do you have swing tackles that can, uh, you know, step in and block and make things happen? And so those are some of the big things on my mind, but I'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comments there. Fall camp starting next week. What are your biggest concerns, questions, thoughts about this team as we get closer and closer to football? We'll have more on Wednesday and another episode on Friday to end out the month of July. It's Locked on Horned Frogs, and it's your team every day.